We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We're here. I wish I could keep this feeling. I wish I could keep this feeling. What up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Corner Podcast. This week's episode of The Corner is brought to you by Casper Mattresses. Casper is an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the cost. You know me and Andreas are always covering events. We're always writing articles. But when we do have time to sleep, we lay our head down on a nice, pillowy, soft premium mattress from Casper Mattresses. Casper is revolutionizing the mattress industry by cutting the cost of dealing with resellers and going straight to you. No showrooms, no middleman. Everyone's seen those creepy guys trying to follow you around the department store. None of that anymore. You get your hands on a nice premium mattress by going straight to Casper Mattresses. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I got to get my rest. So Casper Mattresses is the, is the goods. I'm telling you right now. So listen, you can get $50 off of any mattress purchased by visiting casper.com backslash the corner and entering the promo code the corner. That's one word, the corner. That's casper.com backslash the corner, promo code T H E C O R N E R. Terms and conditions apply. What up, everybody? Shout out to the sponsors. Shout out to YouTube. Another episode of the Corner Podcast coming right at you. We're a day late, and that's because it's been a crazy week for me. It's been hectic. Um, thank you guys for sticking around. We'll explain kind of that here in a little while. And of course, we'll bring you all the boxing, pro wrestling, and MMA coverage that you guys are used to. It just seems like the world is going crazy. And Andreas Hale is in the thick of it on Twitter. It, this is why we can't give you off weeks. This is why you always have to have a fight or something. Because now your whole yeah. mentions are just nothing but people trying to cape up for, uh, what, All Lives Matter? The, the movement's back. The movement's moving. 
Man, I don't know, man. It's just, I'm, uh, dog. <laughs> it's, it, it makes it's, no sense. It's speechless. It's become like the bane of my existence over the past, you know, the past year at minimum. I mean, you know, I've always been about, you know, social media activism and just activism in general. But this whole kneeling for the national anthem thing has just gotten out of hand to the point where you have fools locking arms. You got the Cowboys kneeling before the anthem. You got everybody's missing the point, like Trump getting involved. Like everybody's missing the point of what this protests are even about. And now it's a matter of unity. Like, fuck out of here. Like, it's not about unity. It's not about disrespecting the troops. It's not about the fucking American flag. It's about racial injustice and police brutality. That's where it started. And that's where it needs to stay. And everybody else is just taking this thing really far. And I got every day there's somebody on my timeline was like, well, why don't y'all march for black on black crime in Chicago? Motherfucker, they already did that. Like, this has happened for years. Y'all just don't pay attention to it. They don't. Chance, multiple rappers have marched in Chicago and multiple entertainers have spoken out about black on black crime. This is not anything new, but let's get to the nitty gritty of it. I mean, the people that our tax money is paying for us to protect us are killing us. That's a problem. And that's why Colin Kaepernick is kneeling, and that's why all these other people, you know, the other other athletes, or Martellus Bennett. You, I mean, you look at so many people that have been profiled or, or dealing with this. That's why they're, they're taking up this cause, is because shit is fucked up. Let's not act like this is anything else but what it is. But now we have, you know, everybody else, you know, Jerry Jones bringing the Cowboys out. It's like, look, man, Drew Brees, fuck. Like at this point, <laughs> I'm at a, I'm at a certain place in my life where. There's no more um, let's understand the other side. It's either you with us or you're against us. And I know that's a harsh stance for some people. It's like, well, maybe you should stand. No, fuck your flag at this point. And fuck, fuck your cause and fuck your unity and fuck everything else you're talking about. The bottom line is either you're with racial injustice or you're against it. And if you're with it, that's why you're not standing for it. That's why you're calling for USA and unity. And that's why you're cheering for the Packers and Bears uh, locking arms. And if you're booing the Cowboys before the national anthem, then you're just booing the whole cause as a whole. And you're saying, fuck black folks. I don't care what y'all going through. Dog, I had so many people in my timeline saying, this is a myth. Racial oppression is a myth. And it's manufactured. And white people are more subject to, be get, to get killed by cops than black people. It's really become the symptom of... You know, we have cancer, we're dying, and here you come with your cold, your head cold, saying, man, I'm fucking sick, too. I need, I have the same problems. No, that's why, that's right, superiority. And that's where you sit there, that's where you come up with these things and say that we're on an even, even playing field. We're not. And this isn't, I mean, soon enough, and I, you know, I'm going to do my best to advance the dialogue, but it, it has to do with, you know, finances, poverty, the poverty lines. You have to look at uh, opportunities. I mean, the education system, there are so many reasons why we're in a place that we are today. And it doesn't start with police brutality. It doesn't end there either. Mass incarceration, the prison industrial complex, there's so many things wrong. But y'all don't even want to acknowledge the fact that unarmed black men and women are getting killed at a ridiculously high rate. And if y'all don't want to acknowledge that, then it's just like, fuck you. And if you're listening to the podcast, you're part of that side. I Dude, I, you can go on with that shit. I'm pretty sure we don't have too many people listening to podcasts at this point that are on that side. I feel like the Corner Club is uh, woke right now. Um, yeah, that shit's a myth. I don't know why I spent four days in jail uh, at the beginning of this year. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't tell you because I was doing nothing but minding my damn business. Um, so I am not standing for a national anthem. I will sit there. I will type on my laptop. I will tweet. I will do all that shit. People can look at me as funny as they want. I'm sure they were looking at me funny at the last fight, the Canelo fight or whatever. Because I, oh, I, I, I sat my black ass down. I didn't move anywhere. I'm not moving, bro. No. I, I'm not, 
it's it's become such it's become such a thing now where they're like you should stand and respect the country. The country don't respect me, so why am I gonna respect the country? Look, I've got family members that have been shot down by police. I have a family member who was shot down, and nothing's ever came out of it. So when people say, "Well, it has to happen to you," no, it has fucking happened to me. So I, I know, and we have no answers. We still don't have no answers. This, and my my cousin died two years ago in Las Vegas on Halloween night. It, it, you know, he got shot in the back. We've heard nothing. So it's like for people to tell me that. I'm overreacting or I don't know what it's about or it's, it's funny how, you know, and I'll, and I'll use white people because it's not it's not just a black and white issue because Ray Lewis fucked that guy too. Jason Whitlock, <laughs> fuck him too. So it's not necessarily a black and white thing. It's a right and wrong thing. And if you're on the wrong side of right, then I can't fuck with you. But it's become a place where people act like they've walked a day in our shoes and being an African-American or being a, a person of color, because I mean, you know, if you're, you're Hispanic, you have your issues and it's, I can't come and tell you, man, don't trip about that wall that Trump's talking about. Who the fuck am I? Like, I don't know what struggles you went through to get out of Mexico to get, to get to America. You know, being, being an immigrant, I don't know what that's like. So I would never dare speak on their, their issues and what they've gone to and their struggles to get to America. So, I, I, I'd hate to say it, but it's like white people like shut the fuck up, like just just shut up. And I know there's a lot of curse words coming out, my mouth, but I'm very passionate about this subject, and it's really taken over. This has been a slow week in combat sports, and it's just pretty much been all I've been dealing with on my timeline and just in life in general. And it's you know I watch the news. Shannon Sharp, shout out to him. He's doing God's work. Everything he says, um, even Max Kellerman. I love what he's been saying. My but, boy Nick Wright, shout out to Nick. Yeah. Nick Wright pretty much burying this old Kaepernick thing like he doesn't want to play football and all this. But it's just gotten to a point where things are going to get worse before they get better. And if people can't see racial injustice, I don't know what it's going to take. Because it's quiet. It's been a little quiet on the unarmed black man getting shot. So we're due for another one. So it's like nothing's going to change. Somebody else is going to get shot. Well, this- Hopefully it ain't me. Hopefully it ain't you. But <laughs> yeah, we're-, it's, we're overdue. Now, this podcast will be uh, cut a little short today. Because I have to run back to the news desk because Martellus Bennett, um, word is that the Las Vegas Police Department is preparing this video that they found to completely discredit Bennett and go and possibly go after him for filing a false police report and pretty much is going to paint him as a liar. So as this podcast is being made, as soon as it's done, I got to run over there and write about it and, and watch this video. So it will be streaming live on Facebook and all that stuff, and I had to get that ready. And I'm kind of glad this is the time we're doing the podcast because I don't want to be out there with that reaction. And people on Facebook are idiots, so I can't read the comments and all this stuff. It's ridiculous. Um, while we're on this subject, though, fuck Trump. While, while, <laughs> while the podcast is going, if you guys follow me on social media, the reason why I've been super busy this week and last week is because my family's in Puerto Rico if you guys listen to podcasts for a long time, you've heard me do shows from Puerto Rico. I was in Puerto Rico through a few episodes. Um, and my family's out there, no water, no power, no gas. Um, they had to drive two hours yesterday to find an ATM so they take cash out because there's no way to use your bank card. So everything is crazy out there. There's no signs of the aid being sent. That shit's just sitting somewhere on a dock. Um, they were promised water every three days. They'll turn your water on. Yesterday came and went. There was no water in the crib. So everyone's trying to kind of look out for each other and all that, but it's rough out there. And the fam is out there. Thankfully, they have a cell phone tower now by their house that went up so we can talk. But outside of that, they ain't shit else. 
it's four houses on their block barring one generator. So they get power from 12 o'clock midnight to 6 a.m. So they turn on the fridge, put shit in the freezer. Hopefully it stays frozen. That's how they keep in the food. They charge all their stuff and they got to rock with it all day. That's ridiculous, man. And, I, and, and it, like, I'm sorry to hear that for your family. And it's just another situation where Trump just he just doesn't give a fuck. And people, you know, I get it. I, I when people like Floyd Mayweather, like, well, Trump is he speaks about you know he speaks the truth. No, he doesn't. He's a fucking fraud, man. He only looks out for himself. Puerto Rico's what two and a half hours from New York? A flight? Uh, how, how far? It's about three. Three hours. Is it really that hard? Like, if Jay-Z can charter a jet for Fat Joe to get aid to Puerto Rico, why can't Trump do the same? I don't understand this. Um, he said uh, trucks don't drive over there. He said, we get stuff to Texas and Florida because we sent trucks. He said, this is a vast ocean around Puerto Rico. Right, so they've never flown like, a plane to Puerto Rico before? Like, like come on, dog. Never heard of a boat? Like, you, you don't have shit? Like, nothing? It's right there. It's not far. It's right there. And it's not like we're asking you to send... It, not that it justifies it, but aid to something that's not part of the United States. Right. Like, now right. you have stepping on that. Like, to him, I, I believe we're Mexicans. Like, he, yeah. I'm not sure if he knew the difference between a Puerto Rican, a Mexican, a Dominican. He just sees it all the same. So he's like, right. wait, there's water next to them? Good, I don't got to build a wall. And they're like, yo, Trump, nah, they're part of us. It's like, what do you mean part of us? He's like, nah. He's like, this shit's going to work themselves out. So it's it's horrible over there, yo. It's crazy. No medication. Um, a couple weeks ago, I don't know if I mentioned on podcast, my mom came over because she was sick in China. Came over. Uh, I was trying to set her up in Atlanta. First, she was like, yo, Irma just hit. She was like, I'm going to go visit your grandma and make sure she's good. I said, all right. And she got stuck out there during a the hurricane. So mom's out there. No medication. No nothing. Sick. Can't go to the hospital. No light in the hospital. So... It's crazy to see, like, talking to her every day. She going through that shit. And then, I mean, he really just don't give a fuck. So, no. it's wild. It's wild yeah. to see. It's wild to see where we are. And we have people saying we can't take a knee during a damn anthem. Like, yo, if that's your biggest problem in life, if you were commenting about that shit to me two hours a day and, and think I'm a horrible person for taking a knee or sitting down during an anthem, you don't got real life problems. That's what no. it comes out. And that is privilege. At the end yeah. of the day, that is privilege. Because everyone complaining ain't got real life problems. If you got real life problems, sure. you ain't burning jerseys that cost $180. You ain't, shit, you ain't can't go to these games. You got real life problems. So you, you're not doing the shit that you're doing. You ain't at home 12 o'clock in midday with the ability to be on Facebook. Real life problems, you got to be at work. You got to be <laughs> trying to get this money. People who yep. this protest is for are, are quiet, mostly. Because they're out there trying to get it. They're trying to survive. They're trying to live. So they can't sit around all day and let their voices be heard. Thankfully, we've worked hard enough. We can do this shit during the middle of the day. We can let our voices be heard. We can have a platform. We're in the minority of that group. We're in the minority of the minority. To be lucky enough to be able to <laughs> yeah. do that shit. And that's why as a group, our voices are silent. Because we're trying to survive every day. These motherfuckers got privilege and they got time. That's it. They got time. We... <laughs> It's like, yo, it's so crazy to see. Like, y'all need real issues. That's what it is. True. Like, oh, man. Green bean casserole for all, though. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into combat sports, yo. Uh, it was actually a quiet week. Quiet week on the combat sports front. 
MMA, I don't think we had anything in MMA, which is crazy because we got a pay-per-view next weekend. Yeah, I mean, what do we have last week? We had Claudia and, uh, and uh, Jesus Christ, why can't I remember? Uh, Jessica Aguilar. Uh, Andrade? UFC. Yeah, Jessica Andrade and Claudia Gildea. And who was, who the hell was the main event? Oh, that OSP. was the main event. OSP was the main event. <laughs> no, no, that yeah, was the main event. <laughs> so that, that's pretty much all we had. And, and Claudia, she, beforehand, she had never lost to anybody but Joanna and Jacek, and she got completely... Right. Yeah, I mean, after the first round, Claudia looked great. And then after that, it was just a completely one-sided throttling um, by Jessica Andrade. And, and now it's it's interesting because, it, you know, the division, you know, if, if Joanna beats Rose, as most of us expect her to do. Correct. Because you know, as, as great as Rose is, Joanna is just a different beast. Do we see Joanna just drop down a weight class and collect another belt? Because she's dominated the division. Who's left? Well, she has to go up, right? You're right. Go up. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, w- would she go up? Does that make sense at this point? But is that even fair? Like, honestly, she's going to go up to take on the winner of this tough season. Yeah. that That's the <laughs> easiest fight in the past maybe, what, five years for her. Yeah. Because this tough season isn't great. And they're going to crown a champion from this. She's just going to run through that chick. Well, I guess I guess it would have to be you know give it a little bit of time. Maybe have a challenger in place, you know, for for that that title. I want to see Bullet challenge for the one twenty five first before anyone. Yeah, I'm, there's nothing wrong with that. That's her natural weight class. She's come up short a couple of times, dropped down, give her an immediate title shot. Yeah, that makes sense. And I then, mean, then you have something. Then you have the Joanna Bullet rivalry. Bullet beat her twice. It's formidable. Something you can at least fake to sell. Something. <laughs> they gotta do something. Um, other than that, I mean, yeah, MMA has been relatively slow. I mean, we had Tony it? Ferguson and yeah. Fabrizio Verdun actually going to war with each other. Dude, y'all, y'all aren't even fighting each other. But F- Ferguson's turned into a guy that wrote everybody the wrong way. Um, I saw an article yesterday that really pissed me off. Um, and it happened right after their argument. And it was Ferguson and Verdun use gay slurs during a 216 argument. And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, they use gay slurs? Let me look at this. Now I thought, you know, he's going to call... And then the whole article was like... Uh, the first line was like, oh, he called him a faggot. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, what? And then I go through and I look. And they use... I guess the translation would be that. But it's in Spanish. So he just called him maricón, which no one blinks an eye at in the Spanish culture. Right. It's just like F you more than anything. And then they took the literal translation and ran, ran with the, oh, they're putting down gay people. I was like, no, that's like going to a Jamaican place and two people are fighting and you're going to really critique the shit that they say. Like, it's just their curse word. Like, if you take the literal meaning, like you call someone a batiman, like you'd be like, oh, my God. But like, no, don't take the literal meaning, idiot. It's part of their culture. So I hated that article. I forgot who wrote it. But it really, really pissed me off. I was like, oh, now you're just fishing for something. Well, it's tough, man, because, I mean, when you say it and it is trans. I mean, for Fabrizio Verdum and Tony Ferguson, both of them have to be a little bit more careful at a media lunch. <laughs> to just, I mean, they have to know better. And especially in Tony I mean, they Ferguson. tried it in Spanish. I, I feel like that's halfway there. But it's not. It's not the, the problem is, is you're at a, a UFC media lunch. 
with American reporters. You're not in Portugal. I mean, you're not you're not in Brazil with Portuguese reporters. You're not in Mexico with Mexican reporters. You're in America with American reporters. What do you expect is going to happen? You know, I get it. It's part of your native tongue, but that also comes with the territory. You're fighting the UFC. So if you don't, if you say something that can be translated to something else, yeah, it's, it's going to be a problem. And, you know, the fact that both of them have addressed it and Fabricio Verdum addressed it and say it didn't mean any harm, that's fine. And, you know, you have to let people on. You have to let people know so they can understand, like, oh, we don't really think of it as that. But it's just like when we were kids, most of us were kids, we called things gay. We didn't mean it by any harm, but everything is everybody's so sensitive now. Everybody's so so sensitive. And people get offended about everything. It is crazy. You know, not to even go all the way back to the national anthem thing, because there's so many things that people get offended about now that it feels like the plight of a minority who is a person of color in America is on par with like being fat or being gay. And I'm not saying there's anything like I'm not saying that their plight means anything different. But if you're if you're gay in America and you can still hide behind the fact that you're white, it makes it a little bit different. Just a little bit. And that doesn't mean that the things that are being said against you aren't wrong. But it's like there's a lot of people that say, well, the gay struggles is as is, is challenging as the African-American civil rights struggle. Not the same thing. They're different. And to, we have to acknowledge that these things are different. It doesn't mean that yours is less. But you just have to acknowledge it. It's different. It's not it's like if, if somebody gets called a faggot. That's the, you know, quote unquote faggot. And that's the term that's being used. We should apologize. We should be sensitive to that situation. But don't try to make it sound like it's the same as saying nigger. There's not 400 years behind (laughs) that word. But there are plights, but they're different. We just have to acknowledge our differences. And that's like saying, I don't see color. Yes, you do. People are different. We're all, you know, people are different colors. And if you acknowledge that he's Hispanic, he's white, he's Brazilian. He's Jamaican. If you acknowledge these things, then you can understand our cultural differences and then, and then be empathetic to their plight. My thing is, is I can't be, I, I hate personally speaking on someone else's reaction or telling them how they should react. So right. if there are two gay men speaking and one calls the other a fag, it may be insensitive. But if they are doing it to each other, I'm not going to tell the one gay man to be upset at the other. The same right. difference. But I'm not going to use it either. You got to be able to put yourself in those shoes. And now people are not. That line is done. They'll be like, yo, I can't say the N-word, but you can. What the hell are you telling me how to feel? Why are you making right. up my rules? Like, that's what's so crazy. So it's like, yo, if these two, and once again, if they offended anyone else outside of that, they have to apologize. But even then, like, if you come up and you tell people how to dictate their own culture... That is weird to me. Like, yo, if you're not in their culture, like, don't say, you know, me and you are talking, we keep, what up? Like, if someone just walks up, be like, what up, my nigga, blah, blah, blah. Like, if you're a white dude on the side of me, don't be like, yo, you can't say that. Like, just, you got to understand culture as well and and kind of make that into play. Like, there's so many different aspects and so many people are just quick to jump on it. Like, ha, you said it, I can say it. Or why can't, it's like, yo, it's not. Black and white. Like, there's so many shades of gray. In Here's a better question. Why do you want to say it so bad? <laughs> That's always my thing. It's like, you said it. Why do you want to say it? Let me, I just want to know, like, why do you want to say it? Like, that shit I ain't that cool. Like, I mean, it's cool. I mean, it depends. I, it's not that cool. Like, I go with or without it. 
when you sit around, you be like, man, I really feel like saying the N word. Why? Like, what? What made you want to say? Oh, I heard it in a rap song. Why? Like when I was, when you were a kid and you had to you know omit words from like your stand up comedy that you watched the rap songs because they were curse words. Do the same thing, white folks. Don't say it. Like just don't say those things. So going all the way back to this 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 thing with Ferguson and Verdun, <laughs> they just need to be a little bit more careful of who they say things around because it is going to get twisted and justified by other people of what they meant to say to each other. So. It sucks, but it is it's just the way things go. It's America. Like this is how America, America. rolls. Um were you on the conference call yesterday? Oh no, I didn't want any parts of that. I don't okay. care. I was on the conference call. A lot of people were long winded. Uh Demetrius Johnson kinda like curved me. Super tough. Really? Yeah, with the one word answer. Dirty. What you asking? It wasn't even a yes or no question. It was uh, I was like, um, would you consider moving up? Figuring, you know, you're fighting bigger guys as is, and, you know, you're fighting an opponent who miss weight, um, who is in danger of missing weight because of sickness. He's known to be a bigger guy. You've run through the division. Everyone wants to move down to fight you. Are you going to try to, you know, curve that by moving up to maybe challenge for their title instead if you have to fight them anyway? And who would you be looking to fight? And then he was he just quick. He was like, no, it's my division. It's just like. It's like, elaborate? (laughs) But no, he didn't. And then I asked the follow-up, and he was just like, yes. And then I was like, all right, I'm moving on. I was like, (laughs) I was like, all right, like, I don't don't know. I thought that was a smart question. Like, yo, why would you let someone come down to try to take your title when you just go up and take theirs? And if you lose, no harm, no foul. Yeah, he doesn't care. It makes a lot more sense. He doesn't care. He's not budging. He's on this 125 shit. So Cardi Garbrandt comes down and knocks him out, he loses everything. He goes up. He doesn't lose any. It, he loses a fight. That's it. But he keeps a belt. He keeps a streak. He keeps moving. He, uh, he he was having no parts of that. And then I asked Tony Ferguson one question. And him and uh, Kevin Lee just yelled at each other the rest of the time. Mm, back and this forth. is she was, she was crazy. It was one question and yelling. I was just sitting there like, all right. I was like, I'm this done. is a uh, UFC two sixteen, which we'll discuss in depth next week. It's interesting because there's like no buzz around this card. You know, it's like even though Ferguson and Lee have been going at it and Ferguson for Doom and you got like you the card's not a bad card, but there's like no buzz around this thing. Um and it's just kind of indicative of the UFC's year. Like their whole year has just been Connor or nothing. Like yeah. if, if Connor and John Jones, I guess. Um but who like even the talk now is Connor and Diaz are probably not going to fight in, in December, the year-end UFC card. And you, then you look at the card, and they've added Dominic Cruz versus Jimmy Rivera's on the card. Um, it's a good fight. I forgot who else. Yeah, I mean, but as soon as you heard that Diaz and McGregor are not fighting on December 30th... And Gano's like on the, that card, right? No, and Gano's in Detroit against Detroit. Oh, that's yeah, that's, um, that's shaping up nicely, too. It's shaped, but it's just like the air has let out the balloon. Like, when's Conor fighting? No, not this week? Oh. It's like that's the, kind of what has become with the UFC. The bane of their existence surrounds what Conor McGregor's doing. And everything else, like, doesn't matter. Dude, this fight, Lee versus Ferguson is a fight for an interim title, which is supposed to be to see who faces Conor McGregor next. But everybody knows Conor McGregor is not fighting the winner of that fight next. Mm-hmm. And this is the second division where the interim champion has no guarantee of fighting the champion. They did it with Bisping versus GSP. Now they're doing it now where they just circumvent. At this point, they just have two titles. It's the WBA, WBC. Like, might as well just split shit. 
Yeah. Because it's, there there's no clear path anymore. Someone asked me about the Ngannou fight online on Twitter yesterday. They're like, "Oh, him versus Reem is a clear cut number one contender, right?" I was like, "No, <laughs> not in the UFC cut. to the dog." Because if DC said he wants to move up and fight Stipe, these guys are getting bumped. Yeah. It's that easy. If Kane says, yo, I'm healthy for the first time, he's back in and he's fighting Stipe. So there's... UFC's a mess, man. Yo, there's, it's lawless. It's the Wild West. Everything has gone to shit in 2017. Everything. There's just yeah. no, there's no rules. This, this year has no rhyme or reason. It, it's bananas. And I, I don't know what the UFC does going forward. I do want to see the French kid, though. I'm looking forward to seeing him in person. Yeah, but again, <laughs> this card, I'm just like, like people Shit. are like, you haven't been tweeting about <laughs> MMA, Shit. and I'm like, yeah, it's like, I, I just, I don't care. Like, there are more important things in the world right now than UFC 216. Like, don't get me wrong, next week I'll be all about 216, I'll be covering it, uh, whatever. But, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. The silence is very loud. Um. Let's move on to boxing, which is having an excellent year. Trying but to compete with 217. Boxing was like, yeah, we're going to be in New York against 217. Head-to-head, same night. Boxing fans come out. Not really. Um, Deontay Wilder got the curse, yo. Yeah, Luis Ortiz, who is a guy who people have been speculating about PEDs. Nobody knows how old he is. He's like the mystery guy. He can fight. He's like pool host. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he got popped, and uh, looks like that card, that fight will be off, off now. And Deontay Wilder, I don't know if they're going to try to find a replacement or what they're going to do moving forward. But it sucks because Wilder just he wants a big fight, and every like the Ortiz fight would have been perfect. It's a perfect litmus test to see how really how good Deontay Wilder is. Now he doesn't get that opportunity because Luis Ortiz and uh, they're saying this blood pressure pills. Sure they are. Um, so would you, I mean we've heard every type of pills at this point. We, yeah. We've heard it all. Thank you, John Jones. You can blame any type of pills you want and try to get away with this shit. So boxing's kind of stagnant. Um, announced the next big fight isn't until December. Yeah, Lomachenko. I mean, with that being off the table, yeah, with that being off the table, there's nothing like huge. I know Danny Jacobs signed with a, a new promotional team. Um, yeah, Canelo's talking about he wants to rematch early next year, which is like, duh, like that's the only way you should go. But you never know. Canelo said in the past, I want Triple G for like two years. And uh, nothing's happened. Yeah. So, no, nothing nothing definite for boxing. It's just in a freeze. Mayweather's gone. Combat sports is just in a freeze. Yeah, except for pro wrestling. We could talk about that. Pro wrestling, uh, well, the pay-per-view doesn't give you much excitement. No mercy. (laughs) Started off very well. I liked it. it. I did. I thought it was good. It had a nice little start. Um, the women's match was pretty dope. Nia Bump took some some really good, or Nia Bump, Nia Jax mm-hmm. took some really good bumps. Um, looking sexy out there in the ring, all of Nia's okay. thickness. <laughs> so Nia did her thing in that match. I, I thought Bailey's DDT or Alexa Bliss's DDT on Bailey was really dope. I wish that was her finisher all the time as a heel. And then the tag match was really good. Cesaro well, lost the tooth. Yeah, he lost two. Let's go back to the women's match first. First of all, I told you as soon as he added Bailey, I knew Alexa was retaining because he just it got too convoluted. Um, Nia looked good. Uh, Bailey taking the pinfall is the thing that that basically told me, 
oh yeah, I don't care about her anymore. It's over. She's like, Sami Zayn, sadly. Yeah, she's working towards like the the Banks Bailey feud is going to happen, and Alexa is going to be the champ. Uh, Oscar should he's she's going to show up as TLC and face Emma, Emma? <laughs> probably pre-show. and kill her pre-show, bro. No, nah, it won't be a pre-show. Oscar's going to be featured prominently on TLC. Two for women her on the main card. Yeah, Oscar will probably open up the show. Um, her arrival is a big deal. If you put it on the pre-show, you've essentially buried the only undefeated woman on the roster. Yeah. So you have to put her on the main main card, and you have to have her wreck Emma and establish herself. Putting her against Nia Jax or anybody else is just too soon. Like, can we at least for once have a slow build with somebody like Oscar? Have her burn through the entire division. That's probably the best way to go. Um, the tag match, yes, it was good. Uh, Cesaro, he should get a gold medal and a purple heart and whatever else you can give a man for having. He didn't even lose teeth; they got shoved into his gums. Oh. So, for him to finish that match is like... It was like 10 minutes after that, too. Yeah, like, for him to continue... Unbelievable. But Cesaro is such a champ, man. He's a guy who, at this point, babyface or heel, if if the WWE gave him a legitimate push to become a world champion, everybody would buy into it. Because everybody likes Cesaro. Yeah, you can't be mad. So, the tag match, yeah, it was good. Um, I like to see these guys feud. Obviously, it'll be some kind of TLC match. Unfortunately, Jeff Hardy's hurt, so he can't get involved. It seems like he might be out until, like, before WrestleMania yeah. uh, with a shoulder injury. But we're getting uh, Woken, Matt. Woken, whatever. Uh, hopefully, it's, it's any good. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Before we – well, Reigns and Cena. Let's just talk about Reigns and Cena. Did you like this match? Did we have Finn? Normal I don't Finn. care about Finn. I don't care. Silver Surfer the, Finn. The, the, the feud is still going, which is, no, I don't not. even understand. Yes, We're it not. is. At, at the end of at Raw, after Finn's match with Goldust, Bray Wyatt's the children saying the whole world's in your hands. So the feud is still going. So we have nothing to talk about. Finn's already beat him twice. No idea why they're having another match. Let's move on. Um, Rain oh. Cena. Yeah. Your thoughts? Oh. The ending, I guess, had to be the ending due to Hollywood Cena. But it was shitty to see Roman Reigns just be put into another position where you're force-feeding him down people's throats. He can't just eat one AA and then win. He had to eat like five or six. Like At this point, he has no gimmick. His gimmick is being a superhero, like an Avenger, and we don't believe you. You need more people. Like it, He ain't doing shit. If anything, his character is regressing, which is hard to even fathom, considering it never, as a character, he's never gotten anywhere. Um, the right guy won. Reigns should have won. I don't have a problem with him winning. The problem was is that, yes, he ate, uh, he ate the super AA off the top rope. <laughs> he ate the rolling AA, which up to that point, which I'm pretty sure nobody's ever kicked out of. When he AAs and then he rolls you up and then does it again. Yeah. That, that was my problem with The him. AJ and Styles I, joint. That he crushed AJ with. I mean, he started it with uh, with Shawn Michaels at uh, WrestleMania. I can't remember the number. But uh, that's where that thing started. Nobody was able to kick out of it. I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to build up Roman as this savage before he faces Lesnar at WrestleMania. Because they're back on course with that. I don't understand why, if you're going to have Roman Reigns take that pinfall in that fatal four-way, how are you going to reboot him to be in the WrestleMania main event? But well, it seems you know, like the you know how they're going to do it. It sucks. Um, the, the the writings in the in the sand on how they're going to do it. Yeah. So 
to kind of bridge all these things together, because this is a relatively short show this week, they're teasing the reunion of the Shield now to try to get Roman over, which is going to happen. Probably a TLC against the Miz and the Miz Taraj. I don't necessarily have a big problem with the reunion of the Shield. I have a problem with them facing the Miz Taraj. <laughs> Isn't that the purpose of the Miz Taraj to lose? Well, well, doesn't it feel like like if the Shield are going to reunite, it should be for something that puts them in peril, like insurmountable odds, like mm. if the Wyatt family was back together. Okay, question: How, Do you see them reuniting? As faces. Yes. That's the difference. So even though The Miz is a heel, for them to remain badass characters, like they were before, when they debuted before, they weren't face or heel. They just came to beat the shit out of people. They were heels. They were like they were heels when they came on the scene. People loved them. Yeah, but they were heels. Like Yeah, yeah, but that's what they're gonna be that they have to be that same ambiguous style they group. Won't. They won't. I don't they, want a, a cheery. I don't want a cheery ass shield, dude. They're coming back as babyface. Like DX was a heel faction, and when they reunited, they were babyfaces. They were over. So like Roman Reigns reuniting with with Rollins and Ambrose, which is inevitable. There's just no reason for it to happen because the Miz and the Miztourage aren't a reason for Reigns to say, "Man, I need my guys back." Like, dude, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel just lost to Jason Jordan and Matt Hardy. That's this is not the most difficult team to beat. No, but they've it, cost everyone. A chance at the titles. Who cares? Like, Including I'm just Jason Jordan, who's probably buried already. But like the Miztourage? Like who really wants to see... Like These are three former champions. Rollins, Ambrose, and Reigns. Facing the Miz, who's the Intercontinental Champion. And Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas, who have done nothing. You know what this is the equivalent to? The Rock and John Cena teaming up against the Miz and R-Truth. <laughs> at that Survivor Series before those two faced each other. Like, there's no reason for the match to happen. Like, if Bray Wyatt reteamed with Braun Strowman and Luke Harper and Eric Rowan, that's a reason to say, man, we need the Shield back together because who's going to beat those guys? Yeah. You look at the Bistarazzi, you're like, everybody can beat those guys. They're not that good. Like, you can't, even though we all don't like Reigns, we all know that Roman Reigns should beat The Miz, right? Yeah. Like single-handedly. He should beat all three of them single-handedly. He just took five AAs. It's, yeah, so it's ridiculous. I don't, I don't care for that, that to get back together. Uh, two more things before we get out of here. The main event, obviously, uh, Brock Lesnar matches suck. I just want to put that out there. Not great. Then, and Not everyone F5, is Samoa Joe. Because I think Samoa, F5, Joe, Samoa Joe gave him a run. One F5 is ridiculous. Come on, man. Same thing like, for Samoa Joe, though, right? We were pissed yes. that he lost on one F5. It's like one F5, but Braun Strowman was giving him the business, and then it was like suplex, suplex, F5, good night. Ten minutes again, man. I'm over it, man. I'm over Brock Lesnar, and now he's gonna be gone for a while. I'm over it. He just he mucks everything up. Yeah, uh, and the only other thing is Enzo's the cruiserweight champion, and ended up. <laughs> it's my First boy. Off, Monday Night Raw having Enzo close the show basically says we concede to whatever Monday Night Football is doing. Like we're not gonna even try to compete with Monday Night Football, so we're just gonna put Enzo in the main main. Uh, in the clo- to show, close the show after three hours. I thought that was a good segment. But if en- th- there's two problems here. It completely de- devalues all the talent on 205 Live because everybody's, everybody's much better than Enzo in the ring. So now Enzo is a heel who basically says, you are one of our top merchandise sellers, and now you're a heel, right? So that means you can't win any match clean because you're not better than any of the, the baby faces. So who's going to come to Enzo's aid to help him get through the 205 Live roster? That's the question. 
He has he to develop like a little crew. Yeah, he has to find a bunch of minions. He started that at uh, 205 Live. I think Davari said like, hey, let's squash the beef. Yeah, he's going to like get like a little heel crew together. 205 Live is dead. It's actually we, been pretty good. That's what people keep saying, but I watched it and I'm just like, Enzo being, like your, your show is only as good as your champion. That's the key. You're only as good as your top guy, and it's been good because Neville has been really good. Right. And now Neville's not champion, and now he basically breached whatever contract it was where you couldn't touch him, which was not a real contract. And now Enzo's the champ, but who could Enzo face where you're like, oh, this is good in terms of character? Because Gallagher. as much, but he's a heel. Yeah, I mean, or, it's it's. I, I don't I don't understand. Basically, here's how I feel, and I've said this before. Enzo needs to be put in the hospital by somebody on Two Hundred Five Live. Like Neville needs to kill Enzo. Oh, and Enzo, just get him off the show. Get him off the show. <laughs> put Enzo in rehab with Big Cass. Have them squash their beef, and come back as a tag team. That's the only way this works because Enzo not, is a single star. is nothing. I'm not put mad at with, that. <laughs> yo, put him with Big Cass and they both were like in the same rehab center. They're both eyeballing each other like, yo, I hate you. I hate you. And they'd be like, man, we made a lot of money together. We, had, we never got those tag titles. And they reunite. If they can even reunite as heels, I don't care. But them separate are weak as shit. I'm and not I, mad I at that idea. That's, but that keeps them off television for like seven months. Get him off the television. We don't. I mean, at this point, like, look, he can have a little run with the cruiserweight title because obviously, if he's a cruiserweight champion, he has to have a run. It, yeah. it can't be something that's short lived. It's gonna have to be like two or three months. But when you finally get Enzo out of here, destroy him, murder him, put him in the hospital. But until then, it's just like he's just terrible as a single star. He's he's not good enough. No, I think uh, I think they let him rock. I think he builds up that heel character, that bad guy character. When we see a guy like Johnny Gargano come up. Around Mania time, and, and they build Johnny Gargano as like the face of 205 Live. You see this face? What? I don't, you don't care. Like Gar- I like Gargano. I, no, I love Gargano. I just don't like 205 Live. It's and the they're best waiting for step that, chomp, that Chompa shit. Yeah, I don't know. Like, NXT is a much better show right now. The, the reboot with the Undisputed Era is fantastic. Oh, yeah. No, NXT is going to be great. Um, some complaints on, you know, the Adam Cole debut. Well, his, his finisher's trash. The Shining Wizard, really? Yeah. Come on, can we do the Florida Key? Like, I'm, a, I'm an Adam Cole fan. I just never thought he was excellent in the ring. I think he's a really good character. But, one, his music is trash. Where's the Adam Cole baby in the music? Yeah. Like, Create a Wrestler 3 music was terrible. And, uh, yeah, they could have, I mean, it could be better. Yeah. Um, besides that, we just had, like, the Build a Club reunion and all that stuff. A lot of stuff we'll touch on again next week. Um, yeah. That's our show for today. As you can see, people are coming in. We are uh, getting ready. I have to go and edit uh, this interview that is, I'm sure, going to take me forever. And let's see the craziness that came out of that. Uh, if you guys have questions, hit us up on social media. At The Corner LSN, me at Kel Dansby, him at Andreas Hale. Join into the discussion and the craziness and madness that is Dre's timeline right now. And next week, we have a lot more to talk about. We preview WWE Hell in the Cell, Kevin Owens okay. versus Shane. Which I know you've cooled on, but I'm still just as hype. Uh, UFC 216, and maybe we get some boxing news. Next week, we'll definitely fit in the Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather um, pay per view sales and all that discussion. So, yeah. a lot for next week's show. Until then, though, we're out. Peace.